Ezekiel chapter number 37 and verse number 1. If you're there, say Amen. Amen. The Bible said, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. This is already getting good. So I, that's Ezekiel, prophesied as I was commanded. And, and as I prophesied, there came a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon up, uh, up upon them. Uh, and the skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. Then said he, that's the Lord, unto me, that's Ezekiel. Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I, this ain't in the message this morning, but until a breath from heaven blows in your soul, you're as dead as a doorknob spiritually, and you'll die lost and go to hell. If God, listen to me now, if God the Holy Ghost has never came where you was and breathed the life into your soul, you're headed to hell a hundred mile But th- mm, thanks be to God. I, I love that song that we sing. I've got a time and a place where He breathed life into me. He said, I prophesied as I was commanded, as He commanded me, and the breath came unto them. They lived, and look here, verse 10, and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. This is an amazing story. And so if God will let me today, I want to preach on this thought, the validation of Bone Valley. The val- Listen to me, God has got a Bone Valley for each and every one of us. And there's a cause behind Bone Valley. You know what the cause is? God's going to validate who you are 
based upon how you act and respond and how faithful you are in the midst of Bone Valley. So if you would, pray for me this morning, please. I ask you and desire your prayers. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be here this morning. I thank you for speaking to me, Lord, coming down the road. And God, I I thank you for what you've showed me here. God, in our case, Lord, I, I pray for power and unction this morning. I pray, God, that you'd give me the words to say. God, not just uh, an outline, but Lord, I need you to do a work on the inside. I need an inline, Lord. uh, This morning, I pray, God, for that one that's lost, that they'd be saved in the prodigal, that they'd come home. Oh, God, if you don't do the preaching, there'll be no preaching done. And so, Lord, I ask you one more time, help me, Lord, uh, as I stand in able and unable, Lord, to do what you'd have me do without your help. Touch me and use me. And for what you do, I'll thank you and praise you and glorify your lovely name. Do a work now and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. I need your ears and I need your heart. By way of introduction this morning, I I want you to understand where the Bible said uh, that God has sent the man of God uh, Ezekiel by a valley and this valley is full of bones. Uh, uh, we're going to go there but just briefly by way of introduction before we get there I want to remind you we'll read it in a minute but I want to remind you of what's been taking place uh, in chapter number 36. Just one chapter Brother Teddy prior to Bone Valley God once again is speaking to Ezekiel and if anybody reads your Bible and if anybody knows the story you know this in chapter number 36 uh, God led Ezekiel uh, up out into uh, up the woods if you will he led him out and here's what he said brother Chris uh, he said man of God uh, I want you to mount the pulpit on Sunday morning he said okay he said about 11 o'clock I want you to go stand and preach uh, uh, on Sunday morning he said sounds good to me he said alright Lord where am I going what church he said that that's the, that's the problem. There'll be no church this Sunday. Instead, I'm sitting outside and there'll be no people there to listen. But I want you to go preach to the mountains. He said, all right, Lord, what do you want me to say? He said, you need to tell them mountains uh, that, 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 that I'm aware of what the children of, of Israel have done. I'm aware uh, of their condition. I'm aware uh, of their desolation. But I made a promise uh, to them mountains. Uh, and he said, I want you to go preach. Uh, he said, don't just preach to the mountains. Uh, he said, but preach to the valley and preach to the rivers that'll flow and preach to the trees that'll bud. Preach to every bird that'll listen. May I say God did not send him out to practice and God did not send him out just to warm him up. But this was a real word from God to go preach to the mountains. I know y'all don't think I'm crazy anyways so I don't care to tell you this story. Some of you know it and some of you don't. I'll never forget the night it was pouring the rain Brother Jim. It was I'm talking about monsoon sideways rain. I was headed up Jellicoe Mountain. I got about to the top right there 
roundabout there. I'll never forget I was I was I was riding and meditating by myself. Just me and God. And the Lord spoke to me. I seen a sign on the side of the road and God said, I want you to pull over and preach. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I said, come again, Lord. He said, I want you to pull over and preach. I said, God, it's pouring around. He said, I want you to pull over and preach. I said, it's dark, Lord. He said, I want you to pull over and preach. I said, who am I preaching to? He said, I want you to pull over and preach. You talk about feeling like an idiot, son. My flesh was round telling me. I thought I slowed down. And I knew, I knew I couldn't pass that sign. He said, pull over that sign and preach. And the closer I got, the more. I mean, there wasn't nobody watching me, but I was embarrassed. Are y'all listening to me today? It was my stinking pride, man. It was fighting what God said to do. And sure enough, just like God does, he got his way. And I jerked her over in the emergency lane. I put on my emergency flashers and I got out. And I mean, listen to me. I'm getting soaking wet. I got out and I said, all right, Lord, what do you want me to say? He said, just talk about me. I'll never forget it for the day. As long as I live. I said, the Word of God. On the side, y'all think I need a draw check. But I got out and I said, the Bible said in the book of John that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Bible said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible said, for there is none that doeth good no one one. I said the Bible said First John 1 9. If we'll confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 1 verse number 18, it said, Come, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarred, that shall be white as snow, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. The Bible said, for the whole need not a physician, but the sick. The Bible said that Christ came to die for the ungodly. The Bible said that Christ came to give life and give life more abundantly. The Bible said repent and be saved. I tell you, I ain't making it up. And about, 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 about two minutes into preaching whatever God was putting on me, it was pouring the rain. I couldn't see. My, I mean, my face was soaked. And before long sign. I wasn't the only one on the side of the interstate. The Lord Jesus snuck up beside me. And I started shouting. And I started saying, hey, glory to God. If He can save a sinner like me, He can save a sinner like you. I'm It's just me, God, and my tribe. I can ever get to preach. If He can pull me out of hell, He can pull you out of hell. If He can wash away my sin, He can wash away your sin. I'll never forget I was preaching like a wild man on the side of the interstate in the pouring down rain all of a sudden. That rain eased up and I heard noise. I heard somebody hollering. I couldn't hear what they were saying. I had no idea. But somebody was hollering. And I thought I was losing my mind even more. I said, I said out loud, Oh God! I hear somebody hollering. And I said, hey, whoever you are, I don't know who you are. But God sent you a preacher. 
a lamp or a lantern or a, or a campfire or something and there was somebody down there. Uh, you don't believe me? That's all right. Uh, but I knew right then why God uh, told me to pull over on the side road. Uh, I've said all that to say this. That uh, Ezekiel, the man of God, is called uh, in chapter 36 to preach to the mountains uh, and to preach to the valley and the trees. Uh, and it may not have made sense then, uh, but little did he know by being faithful uh, to preach to the mountains. God, in one chapter, uh, would send him to a valley where the multitude of men were dead. Uh, and he'd see God raise them to life. Uh, I'm trying to tell you, if you be faithful in Mount Valley, God will validate you. Hey, hey, hey. He'll validate you. He'll validate you. Can I give you a few few details about these bones from our text? Number one, I want you to see that these bones were, number one, they were dead. Look, 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 look with me in verse number one. The Bible said the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out of the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. Behold, they were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. Look here now, verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? You know what the opposite of live is? It's die. These bones are dead. Somebody going to have to get with me today. Has anybody ever in Bone Valley where you were dealing maybe with somebody or personally yourself that seemed like everything that could go wrong everything that could die everything that could wither up everything my friend that could go lose a heartbeat on you checked out this valley I'm going to tell you something about Bone Valley. It's a place full of bones and the bones are dead. My friend, we're living in a generation that we're walking every time you punch a time clock. You better hear me this morning. You're checking in the Bone Valley. You're surrounded by men and women who are dead. They have no hope. They love where God has sent you. They're dead this morning. Not only were these bones dead, but these bones were divided. These bones were divided. Look in verse number 1. The Bible said, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit, set me down in the valley which was full of bones, plural, and caused me to pass by them round about Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. May I say this morning, the Bible lets us know later on in the text, verse number 7, in the bottom part, he said, Behold, a shaking, and the bones came together. May I say before the shaking, God, the man of God, Ezekiel, up to Bone Valley. And you know who he was dealing with? He was dealing with a bunch of deadheads. And he's dealing with a bunch of division. These bones were divided. May I say it wasn't like skeletons were laying everywhere. The Bible said the bones were scattered and brought together at the end. May I say we've never seen a generation so divided as we're seeing now. We've never seen our churches so divided as they are right now. 
We've never seen families divided like they are right now. I won't name the name just for sake of uh, uh, confidentiality and I don't want to embarrass nobody. There's an individual that I've been talking to that talked to me the other day and all this political agenda and COVID and vaccine, all that. Literally, it reached the place where they were given an ultimatum. Either you take the vaccine and remain in fellowship with us or you say no to the vaccine. And by saying no to the vaccine, you're saying yes cannot fellowship him with us. Now listen to me. That is absolutely absurd. That, somebody's not helping this morning. I'm trying to tell you we have never seen division like we're seeing it right now. I don't think it's in the church, but if it is, God's going to deal with it today. May I say there's no place for division in this church. There's no place for, for the body to be scattered. There's no room for error. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. And we're running out of opportunity. We've got to make the most of what God has called and commissioned us to do in these last days. But you better hear me and hear me well. We are living and walking. We've been placed in bone dust. May I say this could have been pretty discouraging. Can you imagine Ezekiel had some preacher buddies and they was running 250 on Sunday morning. But here he is uh, on Sunday morning and the only crowd he's got to preach to uh, is a crowd of bones. They're not just bones. Uh, they're dead bones. Uh, and they're divided bones. But thirdly, they're dirty bones. You know where the Bible said they were? They were in the open valley. Now I'm no genius. But one thing I know is water and mud and sludge and slug. All those slugs, sludge, that's what I'm looking for. It all flows downhill. Are you listening to me this morning? And so these bones are not only dead. And these bones are not only divided. But these bones are dirty. They've been washed up, covered up. I mean all the fields and all the sand and all the ground, all the rocks. They've been covered up. I feel I'm reminded God that reminded me of where I've been in this church. This church has not always we've not always been shouting. There's been a whole lot of weeks I've come in and I've walked into Bone Valley. I've walked into a bunch of bones that were dead. I've walked into a bunch of bones that were divided. And I've walked into a bunch of bones that was dirty. And by the way, if you're not where you ought to be with God and you're not walking in fellowship with God, you're one of them bones that's dirty. And you're one of them bones where the world has left a mark on you. But even then, Ezekiel is faithful in bone bags. And he's dealing with dead bones. He's dealing with divided bones. He's dealing with dirty bones. The literature takes. He's dealing with dry bones. Ain't nothing worse on the preacher than ready back, giving it all he's got, and the sheep, the congregation looking at him like a cow or a deer in headlights. He's preaching to a bunch of dry bones. May I say this morning, when God was speaking to my heart last night, he said this, there's always a reason for bone valley. Right. 
Ezekiel wasn't there by accident. God put him there. Thank you, Lord. Man. Now listen to me. I know it ain't about preaching and the sheep, but this applies to an everyday Christian too. All right. How many of y'all have ever been walking through life feel like you're walking, living in Bone Valley? Amen. Everything and everybody around you is dead. Amen. Everything everybody around you is divided. Amen. Everything and everybody around you is covered in dirt. Amen. And everything and everybody around you is dry. You don't have to be an independent free land or dispensational by believing. Amen. That is preacher to live in Bone Valley. But my friend, I've been there a few times. And I, at the time, Brother Dax, I could not understand. I would come in. Some of y'all been here with me through all of it. I would come in. It'd be just a handful. And I'd look around and think, my God, why is everybody walking out when they're supposed to walk in? And then it would seem like we'd start going up a little bit, something blow out of hell again. And somebody else would leave. And then somebody'd come and I'd get encouraged. And I thought, my God, then I'd had a nervous breakdown that night. And I said, my God, why? about this yeah. I thought, Lord, have mercy. I thought, what are we going to do? Uh, we didn't have no money in the bank. Uh, everybody's giving all they could. Uh, but our expenses were a whole lot more than our income. Uh, and I was living in a day and hour uh, where everything was dry and everything was dead and everything was divided and everything was dirty. And I could not see what God would put me in such a place. But may I say this morning, you all know the end of the story. Them bones didn't stay dead. Yeah, man. 
when they come hands away of this place. And what started out as a bunch of skeletons has turned into soldiers. I say glory for the validation of Hangman. You know what he's done? All them times Sister Nate people looking at us saying, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if old brother Josh got it right. Yeah. Sure, there's a lot of negative things going on in there. Right. Yeah. You know what God's doing? We've been in Bone Valley for a while. You know what He's, you know what he's used it for? Validation. Amen. How much you gonna explain? Bonehead divide over here. Right. Hitting the things. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. How you gonna explain bonehead disobedient back here? Yeah. Right. Amen. Come on, son. Right. I can't believe. You're a bonehead too. I'm going to get you to say. Are you listening? Amen, brother. Bonehead deny a bunch of good stuff. True. Right. Man. Come on, somebody. Man. Bonehead almost died. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> Are you listening? Hey, man. Bonehead drugs. Yeah. yeah. I'm not to punch somebody in there. Come on. I'm out. Go ahead. Bonehead, I don't know what to call you. Decision maker. Bonehead decision maker. Bonehead decision maker. Oh my soul. Shelby here, he's a he's a bonehead lawless. Bonehead dummy. <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah, you know what I've seen in Bone Valley? I've seen God start bringing things together. Oh yeah. He mentioned that validation. I said, Lord, for some reason, you, you, you highlighted that word in my heart. I want you to validate me. How would you do that? You don't have to want God down the road. God said, well, I think Ezekiel's a pretty good example of how that works. Yeah. What do you mean, Lord? He said, well, they th can you imagine what they thought about him? Right. Yeah. Sunday morning, 11 o'clock sharp. He's got his suit on, his King James Bible, and he's standing out in the valley. Everybody else is on their way to church. Not Ezekiel. He's staying in that valley. It's not just any valley. It's Bone Valley. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. We'll see in a minute. I'm talking about there's a multitude. It looks like a field of massacre. Amen. People's looked at this place before and thought, right. that ain't nothing but a big massacre waiting to happen. Everything's going to die and blow up and bleed out. Right. And here he is, Brother Chris. Man, I could preach this so many different ways. I could preach this to preachers like you wouldn't believe. Right. Yeah, I could, son. Amen. But here he is preaching. Oh, I could tear something up. I'd get wild with that students. Preaching to preachers. Because yes. I know how it feels as pastor to have that Bible out there. You're running back preaching. You look over and he's still broke up, scattered all over the right. field like he was last Sunday. Yeah. And she's still broke up, scattered all over the field like she was last year. And I don't know how that is. You just pray. Jesus walks by and thinks, what's he doing? That church ain't growing. That church, listen to me, I told you, grows a process. And when they first seen Ezekiel out in that bone field, uh, out in that bone yard, you know what they said, boy? He's doing something wrong. He been preaching bones, ain't nothing happening. He been preaching bones, ain't nothing taking place. He tells everybody God sent him down there because them bones would live. But looks to me like he's missed the memo. Them bones are still as dead as they've ever been. Them bones are still as divided as they've ever been. Them bones are still as dirty as they've ever been. Them old bones are still as dry as they've ever been. But the man of God kept plowing and he kept preaching. 
Why? Not because he was getting a response. Not because he was getting amen. Not because he was getting a large love offering. But because God had told him to go down to Bone Valley. And if God sends you to Bone Valley, he'll do so to validate who you say you really are. I got news for you. The Lord spoke all this to me last night. I was up all night again. I was ready. I was going to come in and continue on truth. It's in the streets. I planned on going to bed. I was tired. God said, Nick, we'll talk to you. Listen. Some of y'all are trying everywhere in the world to figure out how you're going to convince the naysayers that you're doing right and you're where you're supposed to be. And you're following God. Listen to me. You ain't gonna be able to do it. What you're gonna have to do? Keep being faithful. That's right. When you're surrounded by those who are dead. Thank you, Lord. You're surrounded by those who are divided. When you're surrounded by those who are dirty. And when you're surrounded by those who are dry. You just keep doing what God said to do. You keep living in Bone Valley. Here's what Bone Valley will do for you. You cannot validate yourself. You can tell them you're doing right till you're blue in the face. But until they see the hand of God get on you in Bone Valley, you're wasting your time. But if you'll quit worrying about how you're going to validate yourself and start worrying about how you're going to please God in Bone Valley, He'll validate you for you. And they can't deny it. They didn't like me. And they said, a lot of men still don't. They told me everything in the book. You don't need to start a church. I had one guy call from the, from the, from the neighborhood that we were in and said, we've already got a church here. We don't need another. I said, last I checked, y'all ain't King James only. Y'all ain't pre-millennial. Y'all still believe in tongues and healing. I said, last time I checked, that ain't a church friend. I said, you didn't call me to start one. And you ain't going to cancel me doing it. I said, God bless you. I love you. And keep your power dry. But I I'm starting the church. And because God the Holy Ghost told me to, I've had people tell me all kinds of things about being in Bone Valley. But look up in here, neighbor. When they walk in this place and the skeletons, that skeletons no more. And the bones that were scattered that came together. And those men who used to be dead and dry and dirty are now singing in the choir and preaching behind the pulpit. Guess what? If 
God had to send me to Bone Valley, it would have, but he did. And I knew all along it was God. Listen to me. You're worried to death how you're going to convince everybody that you're really listening to God. But quit worrying about it. I'm living proof. Quit worrying about how they're going to get proof and how they're going to really know that you're doing what God said to do. Just keep doing it. Just keep walking in Bone Valley. Keep dealing with the dead hands. Keep dealing with the division. Keep dealing with the dirt. Keep dealing with the uh, with the dryness and stay faithful in Bone Valley and God will validate you. He'll validate you. I don't care what they think. Ten years from now, you're still singing. You're still going to church. You're still preaching. You're still living right. And they get around you and they see the evidence, the touch of God on you, your ministry, your church, whatever it is. They're reaching the point, Sister Nate, where they got to say, well, they have to. What do you mean, Mom? <laughs> What's God going to do? He's going to validate you. Yeah. Right. If you're, I'm telling you, this is going to be in my heart today. He's going to validate you. He's going to validate you. He'll validate you. Stay true. No, I got to think about it. I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself. Well, I ain't going to get ahead of myself. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Chapter 36 proves that Ezekiel is willing to go wherever God tells him to. He preached to the trees, the mountains, the rivers. May I say the reason some folks, listen to this now. We'll slow down just a second. The reason some folks and the reason some preachers and the reason some pastors never see the dead, the divided, the dirty, or the dry bones live is because they would not be obedient the first time to preach to the mountains. Every preacher wants a multitude. I ain't going to get a multitude until I'm willing to go preach to the mountain. You see, you ain't got no multitude now. I'm making an effort. Say so what you mean? Look here. He had a multitude. Bible said there were many, lots, very many. Is what it says. Can you imagine when they said, "Ezekiel, how many are you run?" He said, "He's at least five thousand. Five thousand. Yeah, where are you at? I'm down there at Bond Valley Baptist Church. <laughs> they drove by on Sunday. Sure enough, they seen ten thousand, but they all dead. Right. He's all divided." It's all dirty. It's all dry. And they thought, well, he ain't got no church. But see, they couldn't see what God was going to do in Bone Valley. See, all they're seeing is the surface. There's people look at our church even now. After God done a big work, they still see that one who's dead, that one who's dirty, that one who's dry, that one who's divided. And they think, I don't know about this. He said they're there, but man, they don't look off. But if, listen to me. What they don't see is if I'll keep coming and plowing and planting, God's going to water it. God's going to give the increase. And one of these days, there's going to be another dead one that gets up and lives. There'll be another divided one that comes together. There's going to be another dry one that gets filled up. There's going to be another one. Hey, glory to God. I'm trying to tell you, bone man, we'll validate you. Amen. They think you're a nut at work, don't they? Yes, sir. You're in Bone Valley. God will validate you. When that co-worker who thinks you're a fanatic and can't stand you and calls you a Bible thumping, holy roller, all those names, when their mama's hooked on life support, they're coming to you. 
Oh yes, they coming to you. Because they can try to deny all they want. But by you being a Christian in Bone Valley, God's done validated you to them. They don't know. They don't know there's something different because they've seen the dead and they've seen the divided and they've seen the dry and they've seen the dirty get restored and get repent, repent and get renewed and get regenerated. They've seen God use you. They cannot help but know and realize that God has validated you. They don't like to admit it, but they know it. Bone Valley will validate you. I say this morning, you will not see God do a great work until you're faithful to go to the woods. Long before Ezekiel has an army of soldiers, he's dwelling in the woods preaching to trees. I've noticed in just in six and a half years of pastoring, there's a lot of men, young preachers, older really alike. I've seen it both ways. They want the multitude right out of the gate. Yeah. Ain't how it works. Nope. I'm still in Bone Valley this morning. Not all the way out. Right. God ain't done doing what He's going to do. There's still a bunch of bones scattered that's going to get brought together. Right. There's still a bunch that's dead and dry and dirty that's going to get that's going to get brought together and resurrect. Going to be soldiers. Right now they're skeletons, but they're going to be so. I'm still in Bone Valley, but I'm here to tell you, if you'll stay faithful in Bone Valley, God will validate you. There was no people to listen to him preach in chapter 36. Then chapter 37, there still wasn't any people to hear him. He had a whole bunch of people there. Follow me now. Stay with me. Use your brain. He had no people. Chapter 36. Let me tell you, every preacher I know, listen to me. You know what they all want when they preach? They want people to be there. Why else are we preaching? We want to preach to help people. There's nothing more discouraging, and I've done it. Coming in Stillwater Baptist Church, and there's only a handful, and I knew. My God, Lord, I know I want some people to preach to. I didn't realize at the end, see God's teaching me as I grow, as I go. You know what that was? That's just another trial in Bone Valley. God's going to send the Stewart family along our way if you'll just be faithful to preaching to Sister Annette and Brother Dave and your mom and dad and Bob and Regina, Chris and Caleb. And then along came this one. That this and that. Guess what? The cycle is going to continue. Right. See, now I've got this, 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 but there's empty seats everywhere. How are we going to see the infield? I got to be faithful in Bone Valley. Amen. Come on, somebody! I, I don't know why y'all ain't getting happy like I'm. The brother Dean say I got happy bubbles. Amen. I got happy bubble fixing the pop. Amen. Uh, can I say this morning? I'm glad. I'm glad to be right in the middle of Bone Valley. God's raising up an army. May I say, instead of seeing the massacre of the valley, look for the mission. So many preachers, they see all those people that are boneheads in their church, and all they see is a big massacre. This thing's a mess. But if they look at this thing the right way, okay, it is a mess. You don't think Ezekiel had a mess on his hands? These skeletons are busted up, blew apart. They're scattered all over the valley, bone valley. Sure, it's a massacre. But God had him there on a mission. Look, can I say this, Brother Bob, and I'm not taking credit for anything, but here's here's the facts. Somebody's got to go down to the bottom valley. Right. Baptist church. 
Somebody's got to be preaching week in and week out for your kids to get saved. For your marriage to get right. For your wayward child to come home. Listen to me. You say things ain't going how I thought they were. They're not going like I wanted them to. Things are, are trying and tempting right now. I, I'm in travail. I'm in a battle. Hey, if you'll just look at this thing as, instead of being a massacre, it's a mission. God will take the skeleton and make a soldier out of it. If you'll stay faithful, God will validate you to the very ones who are criticizing you. I love people that don't like me. And that hurts my heart. But you know, I could play the victim card. But instead, I don't want to look at this thing as I'm a victim. I want to look at it as an opportunity for victory. It's a mission. My friend, Ezekiel had to be faithful to ministering to the mountains before God ever seemed to the multitude. Oh, Lord, help me. i got a whole lot I want to say. The Bible says this about these bones. The Bible said that the valley was full of them, that there were very many. The multitude may have been dead, divided, dirty, and dry, but listen to me. Just looking at, look at the glass half full. God gave him a church full of dead people, dry people, dirty people, and divided people. But one positive, y'all want a positive? Yes, sir. Man. They were displayed. Yeah. Where's most bones? They under the ground. Right. At least there was enough hope you look at them. Yeah. Come on, preacher. Are you listening? Yeah. We don't like what we see, but at least we got something to look at. I don't always like what I see at Stillwater Baptist Church, but thank God He's given me Bone Valley to see something. Listen, as long as, as long as things are going wrong, there's opportunity for them to go right. Somebody ought to help me. As long as this one's still dead, there's still a chance for God to bring them to life. As long as that one's still divided, there's still hope for God to bring unity. As long as that one's still dirty, there's still hope for repentance and restoration. I'm trying to tell you, Ezekiel had a ministry in Bone Valley. It hadn't been covered up, thank God. God wanted Ezekiel to see them. They may have been laying in the valley, but they were still visible. Can I say this morning, God gave Ezekiel a multitude of men to minister to. They may have been, listen... Listen, preachers, I hope this will help somebody. You know, can I tell you some things I know for sure about the Bone Valley Baptist Church? Can I tell you some things I know for sure? And I hope you at least giggle because I'm trying to kind of, you know, have a little, I'm, just, I'm explaining myself because if I don't, y'all don't laugh. So I'm, I'm going to let you know what I'm talking about. One thing I know about the Bone Valley Baptist Church is the members were hard-hearted. Thank you, Brother Jim. The rest of y'all, heck with you. They were hard-hearted. They're skeletons. I believe they stiff-necked. It's corny, ain't it? But it's right. I, I believe they may have been set in their ways. 
<laughs> they were sitting their ways, but thank God they were there. Amen. Can I say that's more than Ezekiel had going for him in chapter 36? Right. He was preaching like a wild man in chapter 36. He didn't even have nobody that was stiff-necked. He didn't have nobody that was sitting their ways. He didn't have nobody with a hard heart. He didn't have nobody listening. Are you listening? Are you following me? Are you following me? Are you following me? I'm trying to tell you it wasn't the best scenario from the outside looking in. But God did more in Bone Valley than He could have done anywhere else. There was not a greater miracle witnessed among prophets than when Ezekiel preached to a bunch of dead bones and they started him What looked to be the worst... Baptist church in the whole place turned out to be the one where everybody was saying, whoa. Let me tell you, when things get as bad as they can, that's when God shines as bright as He can. When you feel like there is absolutely no hope, you're in a good position for God to show you He's got more power than even you thought He had. Now I say if you'll quit looking around at everybody else's opportunity and look at yours, if you'll quit looking at everybody else's membership role and look at yours, are you listening? Quit looking around saying, well, my cousin or my best friend goes to church and they got 400 and I, something must be wrong with mine. No, no, friend. How can I say I'd rather have 40 boneheads that turn into soldiers as I would 5,000 snakes? Yes, sir. I would. I'd take, I'd take 50 soldiers over 500 snakes any day. Are you listening this morning? You'll quit looking at everybody else's mission field and look at yours. God will validate you. Bone Valley. You ought to be faithful to your Bone Valley. Whatever it is. It could be at work. It could be a situation in your family. It could be church. For me, it's pastoring. Whatever your Bone Valley is, be faithful to it. Don't give up. So many people, God leads them. By the way, and I, I ain't getting here quick enough. But God put him and I can stumble up on it. God said, stop! Right here is where I want you to start your church. In Bone Valley. Are you listening? Be faithful to it. Fight for it. So if I ain't nothing worth fighting, they're all a bunch of dead heads, dirty, dried up, divided. Oh yeah, they are. God give them to you. You better fight like hell for them. Some of y'all are boneheads. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. But you're my bone heads. Hey, man. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. I feel good, man, on that. I do. You might be a bonehead, but you're my bonehead, and I'm waiting for God to take some skeletons and make soldiers. Amen. Yes, I'm waiting for God to take the scattered pieces and build a body. Now I'm waiting for God to take some of y'all's dirt and be covered up by the world. I ain't got time to get there probably all over today. But God didn't just put these skeletons together. You know what He did? He covered them. Come on, somebody. He gave he them skin and sinews. You know what them sinews are? The, uh, the definition of sinew, it's the joint that connects bone to muscle. Muscles meet. Are you listening? It's the thing that joins us at the bone to the knee. I'm going to tell you how we got in, friend. When God sat down in bone valley, he covered you with skin. That's the flesh we understand there. But those sinews, that's the joint that divided, that brought you from who you were as a dead man, a skeleton, to the meat. In the love and the richness and the blood of Christ.
He copied them. Are you following me? Talk about the validation of Bone Valley. Well, man, I never have time to get everything out. I gotta stop here in a minute. Can I say Ezekiel went into Bone Valley alone, but because he stayed faithful, he came back out on the other side with one bad army. You know, I look back to the days that I started, people said things like this. I don't know how you done it. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how I did either other than God helped me. But I don't carry burdens today that I carried two years ago. Why? Because God resurrected some skeletons, turned them into soldiers. I got help. I got somebody to help fight for me. Fight with me. Are you you listening? You realize at the end of the day, we're now to a point to come down to it. I don't have to get on a piano. I don't have to. Brother Teddy can play piano. Brother Christian can play piano. Brother Bob can play guitar. I don't have to get on a piano. I do. Because I think I need to. But I don't have to. If I'm out of town, I don't have to. Y'all remember the days I had to call somebody and fill in for me? I don't do it anymore. Why? Because God took a bunch of boneheads that were scattered. Too much boneheads that was dry and divided and dirty and dead. He put them together and then he covered them. That's the type of salvation. He covered them. He put skin and sinews on them. He connected their dead skeleton to the meat or the muscle. By the way, the meat, he is the meat. That's the type of picture of the Word of God. You go from the milk to the meat. He said, I'm not only... The, the Bible is not only the Word of God, but the Bible, but God is the Word, and the Word is God. The Word was God. Are you following me? I'm trying to get you to see what God did. And a joint. I, I got to think about the word joint. When I got to think about the word joint last night, God said, Well, funny thing is, the Bible said when you got saved, you're an heir to God and a joint heir. Amen. Something connected me to Him. Yeah. What was that? Bone, Valley. He joined me. I'm an heir to God and a joint heir to Jesus Christ. That means whatever's His is mine. We share everything together. We are equal in the sight. That ought to make some of y'all get out of the banks excited because you know who you are and you know how you are and you know what you was and you know what you is. And you know this morning that God sent you for who you really was and what you really are and how you really act and what you really think and no way you can be joined to Jesus. But my friend, somewhere down the line, Ezekiel came by and he preached and God gathered you dry, dead, dirty, deceived, damn bones and he brought you all together and he covered you with skin and he joined you to Christ and he breathed in you the breath of the Holy Ghost and you went from being a sinner and a skeleton to a soldier. That's why when he sees you, he don't reject you. Listen. 
Because you've been joined to the meat. You've been joined to the meat. Well, you've been joined to the master of the table. You've been covered. First time man ever became a living soul was in the garden. God breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam. And the Bible said he became a living soul. It would have been pretty cool just to see all them bones come together. Break in their form, their shape. Stand up. A bunch of skeletons marching around. We would have been mesmerized. We didn't stop there. Yeah. He said, no, I'm not just putting skeletons together. I'm transforming them. Amen. From death, I'm telling you, son, I'm old. I, I ain't even going to the point because I don't want to see this. I was coming back to it. I'm going to do it anyway. They went with, with Chris Bone Valley. Right. They went from death to life. That's what I'm to you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Big E. So after you. Right. We're talking about baptism, son. I really believe him. When he said that, don't, didn't y'all? Yeah. So how do you? How do you? How do you want to sit beside you? So how do you? Are y'all listening to me? Like right, my mom. What happened? What happened? He's just an old scattered, dead, dry, divided, dirty skeleton laying in a valley. And God said, All right. John Griffith. Go right here and start preaching. I'm not preaching to nobody yet, but keep preaching. And lay me down another little piece. He said, All right, we'll give you some. I'm give it a multitude now. Here you go. You ready? Here they are. I said, What is that? That's your church. Lord, they're all dead. That's your church. Lord, they're all dirty. Good. Yeah, but that's your church. God, they're so divided. How did y'all come in here didn't have a clue what you even believe? Yeah, that's the church, man. Divided! That's good, man. Dead! Dirty! <laughs> Damned! Yeah, Damn! We could go on all day. Yeah, and for a long time, I couldn't figure out what God was doing, Bobby Disney. Good. I could not. What in the world? Now I'm starting to see what he done. Yeah, you know what I Validated what I told everybody he was telling. Oh, 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 yeah. They can't deny some of you boneheads, some of you skeletons are soldiers. How'd that happen? They give credit to me. Come on, somebody. It's validated our church. Why? Because some of y'all used to be drinking beer and drinking beer no more. You're shouting and preaching like children. Right. <clears throat> Because some of y'all used to sleep around, sleep around the more you're married, you used to be faithful to your spouse, and you're right with God and say, Are you listening to me? Some of y'all who used to steal and steal no more. Some of y'all used to, who used to lie and lie no more. Some of y'all who used to stay in the bed on Sunday morning or getting up. What happened? God set me down in Bone Valley. And I watched him take a bunch of nobodies and build an army. And he'll continue to if I'll and you'll. Stay faithful. Right. I got about five or six points. I ain't preaching. I'm done. But I just want to say, if you look at Bone Valley, this way, Bone Valley will validate you and who you say you are. Let's say, Father, we love you. Thanks for the opportunity, Lord.
be here this morning. Pray God this has been a blessing, a help to our church. Help them to stay faithful in Bone Valley, Lord. There's people in here this morning. That's where they're at. At work, in their home, whatever it is. They look around, everything's dry, dead, divided, dirty. But God has helped to stay faithful. Keep doing what you said to do even when it don't make sense. Lord, you'll validate them. You'll validate their ministry. You'll validate their church. You'll validate their life. Help us, Lord, to not see a massacre, but see a mission. Help us to not see scattered bones and skeletons, but soldiers. Help us, dear God, not to see our valley of bones as a thing that we would make ourselves as a victim, but an opportunity for victory. Not opposition, Lord, opportunity. Lord, that no doubt in my mind, this is what you've done in my heart, my life, my ministry, and I give you honor for it. I can't take honor for none of this. It's a miracle from God. And I thank you, Lord, that you're just starting business around here. We're nowhere near done. We're going to keep seeing it. If we'll stay faithful to Bone Valley, we'll keep seeing the blessings. We'll keep seeing those scattered come together. Those dead live. Those dry. God, they'll get a drink. Those divided, Lord, they'll unite. God, most of all, those who are dead will come to life. Please do that work in this place. And for what you do, we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed, every